Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Brother John. And how are hey. you today? You doing good? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I got my cup of Christmas coffee. I got some Starbucks holiday blend with some eggnog in it. Ooh. So that keeps me motoring here for the show and in a holiday. The show. Mode. The show. The really big one. The really big well, one. Let me, yeah, let me acquaint everybody who's new. Hey, if you're a first time listener, uh, this is the Bro Show. My name's Jerry. Now you say my name's John. I haven't done that before, but I'm willing to try. My name's John. Okay, there it is. That's my brother John. We're the Daniels boys, and uh, we're two of several. But be that as it may, uh, this is a show. We try to keep it to 22 and a half minutes. Sometimes we fail, sometimes we succeed. And uh, we do three things. We tell a story about an animal, in this case a Mm. rat, because it's the season of the rat. Rat. We also do a word that flummoxed us or amused us during the week that we read or heard. And last but not least, we do two takes on something. And Mm. this time it's going to be a Christmas movie that we missed. Okay, so uh, sponsor is I Live Here 2 t-shirt. It's Center for Humans and Nature. Yeah, the the Uh, money goes... Yes, the, my brother works for this group. Actually, it's a yeah, nonprofit. I shouldn't. I, I'm basically a conflict of interest here. I get paid. I get paid yeah. for these by these people, so I, yeah. I'm kind of being paid to You're say these things about them. But we just <laughs> got through. Our, yeah, I'm partial, but I just got through a strategic plan, and so oh, finally, yeah, after did. working for them for ten years, I kind of figured out what they're doing. You know, it takes well, that a didn't strategic come out planner. Right no, that sounds bad. That sounds really bad. I hope you don't Okay, now recoveries. Okay, I, I got to recover. Basically, what they do is they're a they're a curator of a, an enormous amount of, of information as it relates to uh, humans and nature and their relationship. Uh, constantly, yep. uh, you know, interpreting, you know, collaborating, uh, synergizing, whatever they can do to make it work. They do. They did a good job. And, you know, we got this great T-shirt. Uh, what T-shirt are you wearing, John? Well, I'm wearing my Ratty Tat Tat t- t- shirt. Oh, your rat shirt? No, I can't wear Is my it? rat shirt because uh, what, that, you, I, I, without I, I permission could... from the producer beforehand, I could get suspended by wearing the one I got from Gavin Van Horn. So <laughs> I, I'm going to have to say that I'm wearing the other shirt. Which shirt? I want to get suspended. Well, the, the season of the rat. That's the other shirt. Oh, you're that's wearing the shirt that I. That's the, the shirt that I theoretically am wearing. But I'm wearing. <laughs> you're wearing the pizza rat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you want to suspend me, go for, go for it. No, no, I won't. I won't. I won't. I yeah, won't I know, but I should have asked permission. I'm a rogue bro. <laughs> a rogue bro. Good God. You're okay. the least okay. rogue bro I know. On, Anyways, wait. yeah, I'm wearing the shirt that you see here in the show notes. Great. <laughs> Got a wolf on it. Anyway, <sighs> hey, you know what we need? We need a, right now. We need a rat story. I think. Well, you know, this is a story. Here we are coming down the the end of the road as it relates to our season of the rat and rat stories. And I'm so so surprised that we haven't we didn't pick this story earlier because this is big big breaking news in the day when it happened. We're yeah. gonna talk a little bit about a movie that came out in 2007, a movie called Rat Tattooey. Uh, mm. Ratatouille, the setting of this movie is Paris. 
Uh, ratatouille is a, is a pair, is a uh, French dish of vegetables. That's typically it's, uh, it's baked. Uh, and so, but it's also, uh, it's a story about this, uh, this wonderful rat. And, uh, this Boy, rat is, is able to, he's got a great sense of smell. He's got a great taste. Takes those yep. two native skills which he has and he parlays them into a skill. And this, this, this rat yeah. is, He's a, he's a chef in the making, and he makes it. He does, and uh, he learns to watch television. Uh, he decides to walk upright on his hind legs because he wants to keep his front paws clean so that he doesn't have to wash his hands all the time when he's <laughs> making food. Very sensible, wouldn't you say? Yes, it is. Uh, this this movie fascinates you by the because it's made by Pixar uh, and, yeah. and by Disney, and it's got yeah. this incredible CGI. Which is, I, you know, uh, I, I read something, this amazed me, animation. where they talk about animation. It's not CGI, yeah. isn't it? It's just I don't know hardcore it animation. God. Well, all, all I know is that it, they, they figured out the software to make those people, but the problem yeah. is that they didn't have the power, computer power to do it. They were waiting that's for right. the power. Yeah. They got the power cool. from Steve Jobs. Next computers. Yeah. And, yeah, he he took an interest in the company, bought a major share in it, uh, housed them in in his building with uh, uh, Next Computers when he was trying to build his own computer after he got kicked out of Apple, and uh, the whole thing worked out swimmingly. Uh, Next got bought by Apple, Pixar got bought by Disney. Steve got wealthy, but he never really cared that much about money. He loved beauty, and he was a perfectionist, and it shows. Not that he did these movies or anything. But the Pixar movies are still the gold standard for animation. And right. the reason they're, they're, they're so good is they study hard the <sighs> things that they're drawing. For instance, they had rats around them all the time during the making of this movie. Real rats, John. Well, I can tell you that uh, just to kind of make sure we are. It's called computer animated um, is what they're referring it to. So I don't yes. know how much of it's drawing, how much yes. is computer Bottom oh, line, yeah, I consider them the same thing. I, yeah, I consider them the same thing. You got to have the same artistic skill to do either. Yeah, you so, got to have the skill in order to yeah. let the computer, the computer kid, do the work all along. Correct. Uh, hey, but but again, we're time. talking a, a movie that is like w- well received. Okay, f- first thing is, I mean, we can't give the whole story because it is just a no. long, and yes. I wouldn't say long drawn out. But what really no. fascinates is to watch the actual characters and the expressions on their face and the way they move around. Uh, it's it's fascinating to just, and then it's got this incredible story where this rat is able to help somebody, and it's got a happy ending. Uh, really happy good. ending. Yeah, and I, I would say that uh, to give an idea how good it is. It's got a, a Metacritic that's uh, 100 would be like a perfect score, and it's got a 96, which is the highest for an, uh, an animated movie, and yep. uh, one of the top 25 overall of all movies. It yep. won an Academy Award for yep. the uh, for the animated uh, you know movie. So uh, yeah, it, it's it's got cred, and, uh, and, and it's usually just very. It's been well received by the, the critics, and it also has an incredible. Bottom line, I mean, it's mm. 50 million bucks to make. So I don't know, you know, I think that just goes to, to show with respect to the dedication and the, like you yeah. said, the fine tuning that they do to make sure that they get everything just right all, all the way. I mean, there was not a dish. If you made a dish in that, in that movie, 
a credit rest, restaurant critic would be able to say, that is the way you make that dish. I mean, there was yeah. nothing spared in terms of accuracy. Yep. Yep. So $150 million is what it takes to make this kind of movie, and they grossed uh, worldwide over $600 million. And uh, so, wow, they did, they, they did very, very well. they're still making money. They're still making money. Yeah, this but. is a, a shelf life. Uh, has a long shelf life. It's a, these animated movies, that's one of the reasons that they do so well is because they, they yeah. can continue to, to produce revenue. You know, you, there are no real super big names as, as it relates to the, the main players. That's Remy. And then the that's Pat uh, Wayman. That's Pat Oswald. He's a big deal now. He wasn't that. Okay, I I was going to go for the oldies. Those were the oh. ones I was thinking. Oh. Like Peter O'Toole and Brian Dennehy are in this oh, movie, yeah. but don't. Yeah, they are. Though yeah, those they are. the oldie but goodies is what I was referring to. I see. Okay, but uh, yeah, I mean some of these other people are 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 pretty pretty well known, but I, those are like the heavyweights that that if you look at the cast, you say, wow. Yeah. Yeah, true, so true, true. I give it a, you know, as Ebert would say, you gave it four stars. I'm going to give it a thumbs up, too. And, okay. uh, yeah, I think it's, I, I enjoyed it immensely. And I'm not what you call a guy that goes looking for cartoons to watch, either. No, so. I, I'm not either. Uh, and let me just, just say a word to the boys and girls out there who uh, are looking for, first of all, the season of the rat with the bro show is almost over at the end of the year. There'll be no more rat stories like we've been doing. So this is a great send off. If you are worried that you're going to go through rat withdrawal, then I strongly suggest you watch this movie before the end of the year. And you may want to wait until the end of the year to watch it. So, you know, you feel that good, warm feeling about rats that you've had all year long through our great coverage of rats and their stories. Enough. How about a word? I'm, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned it because I am anticipating some rat, rat withdrawal myself. So I'm okay. glad you brought that right. up. I'm sure yeah. that I'm not going to be yeah. the only one out there no. experiencing it. No. I'm so, so glad that you no. did it. And okay. what we need to do is we need a word. Okay. Bucolic, B-U-C-O-L-I-C is the word for the week. And I like this word only because when you look at it, you say, you, you look at it and you're going to get, it's a fooler. You think you know what it, it is, is, and then you see in yeah. a sentence and you realize you don't. You look at it and say, well, what happens when my milk is out for like uh, two weeks on, on the, on the you know, table and I don't put it back yeah. in the refrigerator? Is it bucolic? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, no, I'm afraid no. not. It, it, no. It, it, so it's got such no. a different meaning is it a plague? the pronunciation. Is it a plague, John? I thought it was a plague. Yeah, it's the bubonic plague. It's, you know, there's... It has to have something to do that's kind of bad and nasty involved in it. So that's the reason I kind of take on the milk. So, definition, suggesting an idyllic rural life. That's so, I, yeah, so what it pastoral would be a, a word yeah. that you could perhaps put in its place. So what happened was I'm reading a book about baseball, kind of the early history of baseball, and it refers to Cooperstown. Uh, it says Cooperstown captures the bucolic imagery of baseball. Um, you know, there's a whole thing about baseball being, you know, a game that's played out in the the, the, the wonderful fields. Uh, you know, it's it's just so the setting is incredible, the lush green grass, all that yep. good stuff. So I read it in a book called The Farmer's Game in Rural America. So that's our baseball word. in rural America. Yeah, you know, yeah. we uh, we had we had a bucolic childhood. We grew up on a farm. Yeah. Okay, we're right on schedule. If you would have asked me before this week, 
I'd say, yeah, our, our time out on the farm, it was pretty rough. It was bucolic. <laughs> <laughs> it goes both ways, doesn't it? It goes both ways. It goes both ways. Yeah, that's life. Oh, that's boy. Life. What can you I know, say? we're right on schedule. We're, there it is, 12 minutes. We're supposed to start oh. two takes, and it's 12 minutes. We did it perfect, John. And we're going to talk about what, John? Love Actually. This is the movie that we kind of just missed on last time. And we probably, it deserves a mention only because it's kind of become a Christmas standard. Uh, yeah, we did Christmas movies that we thought were great last week, and we forgot this one. And it's great, and yet it's not great, but it's popular, and it's British, but it's not American. And it, uh, I'm torn up about yeah. this a little bit, aren't you? Are you? Yeah, it's it's a movie. It's a rom-com movie. It, and what they do is they basically love actually tries to take a, a, a myriad of relationships. Actually, if you count them up, it can be as many as from anywhere from eight to, to ten or eleven of them. Eleven, yeah, eleven and, at the most. At the most. And what it does is it takes you through it. And I, I the, what's interesting is Richard Curtis, the director of this movie, this is his first movie as a director. And wow. I applaud him. I, I thought the greatest feat of the movie was the fact that you could, after a half hour, still you kind of get a going, understand what's going on with these different people who most of them somewhere, not all of them. There is some connection with most of them. So they all kind of get together yeah. a little bit here and there as the movie progresses. Yeah. So it, it, it's good. And I what we decided to do is because we can't spend uh, 10 minutes, you know, we can't devote 30 seconds to each one of the relationships. So nope. we decided to pick a couple of them and, and to talk a little bit about them. And so would you like to start with your best? Yes, or? I will start. We're going to do worst and best uh, couples or relationships in the movies. Uh, now they're just, this is a series of vignettes and they keep rotating through them. And that's the real mastery, I think, of the movie too. They have so many relationships and they all, it hangs together as a movie still. And there are actually some decent and uh, very good actors in this thing. So my favorite yeah. is the relationship between, uh, Jamie and Aurelia. And Jamie is played by Colin Firth. Aurelia is played by a Portuguese actress who I, I don't remember or can hardly pronounce her name, I think. So I'm yeah, going to get into uh, that. Hmm. Yeah, okay, and, and we'll come up. Yeah, we'll come okay, up. Okay, we'll come up with it. Yeah, but this this is about a relationship. This guy, real quick, uh, and this is great because this won't spoil the movie for you. Talking about a couple of these things isn't going to hurt. So anyway, he, it's Colin first. Uh, this is 20 years or so after he did Darcy in Pride and Prejudice, and he's got a relationship with this woman. Nice young, beautiful woman, and he leaves her because she's got a cold, Ooh. and she's not going to this thing he's going to. He comes back home a little early, yeah. and finds her in bed with his brother. No offense, John. And, uh, yeah, it goes south from there. He decides to go ahead and do his vacation, uh, and uh, he meets this this woman, this Portuguese woman who doesn't speak a word of English, and he doesn't speak a word of Portuguese. He keeps speaking Spanish to her. She thinks he's an idiot, but she falls in love with him. He falls in love with her, and it's not obvious. No shy, and it's cute. And he goes home, and he thinks about it. And then on Christmas Eve, he goes back to Portugal, and he marries her. He proposes to her, and, and it's funnier than hell. This is my favorite uh, vignette in the whole thing. What's yeah, the woman is named Lucia uh, Manez. That's it. When I Z, so she's she's yeah. really really good, and when yeah. she has to jump in and save. His script. I am impressed. <laughs> the eels? Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> eels isn't what I was looking for, by the way. Maybe. Oh, oh well. Oh, would it be boy. that she was scantily clad? Well, it could be that uh, she was wearing blue 
underwear. Oh, I don't know why I remember he that. Remembers. He remembers <laughs> the color of the underwear. Oh, the fa- right. Hey, listen, I'm going to get one little quick thing on that. And the fact is the reason that I remember it is because one of the factoids is that they were not dis- they couldn't figure out what underwear for the woman to wear. So what they did is it took them about two hours of the woman prating in different underwear before they could decide what color they wanted. Oh, my God. <laughs> what's your what's your favorite? What's your what's your favorite? Okay, my favorite is a star probably of the, of the heavyweights in this movie is Hugh Grant. He plays the mm. prime minister of England. He, it's his first day on the job, and he's going into Ten Downing Street, and uh, and he's greeted by everybody. And all of a sudden, he runs into this woman who is she's young. She's probably in her early twenties. Nice looking lady. Uh, yeah, and she kind of is a little. You know, she's healthy. Flux. She, she's healthy, but, you know, it's amazing because in this movie there's mentioned fat so much, and this woman is not fat by any stretch. But she looks so, like she could kick your ass. Yeah, she's played by Martine uh, McCutcheon, and her name is Natalie in the movie. And so she kind of doesn't get off to a great start and kind of use a few four-lettered words and from, et cetera. And oh, yeah, that yeah, look- was hilarious. Yeah, and you ran. Yeah, takes a look at her, and and just all of a sudden he says, "Oh no, here I am, first day in a job, and I just fell in love again." You know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He doesn't even get to his office. No. And of course, she ends up, uh, of course, uh, serving him, and she he starts prying for additional, you know, personal information. But back and forth relationship, but they they by the end of the movie uh come together and their kisses is kind of an embarrassing situation so it's kind of it's kind of cute and i yeah. uh, so i would yeah. say that was my favorite oh okay my my least favorite would be the uh the one with uh sarah and michael and that's uh, a woman stranded with her uh schizophrenic brother in london they have no parents. She's his guardian, and and he is very dependent upon her to the point where she can't have a relationship. She's played Sarah's played by Laura Linney, and I I like a lot of stuff she's in. She's good, but I hated her in this. I'm sorry, Laura. And uh, this was a very frustrating vignette. She gets she she almost has this relationship with this hunky guy at work. Yeah, and, and can't because she gets constant phone calls from her brother Michael. So it, it's very frustrating for me. What's your what's your stinker? I mean, least favorite. Well, that, yeah, I found it annoying that one. Okay, so my mine is that there is a Ellen Rickman plays a uh, the the head of an office. Uh, Harry is his name, and he's married to Emma Thompson. A uh, very good relationship it appears, and going this and that, whatever. And of course, it's Christmas time, and his secretary is hitting on him very very hard and. She's played by Hinka uh, Mateshk, I guess is the way to pronounce her name. Uh, yep. And I mean, she just doesn't let up. I mean, every no. every sentence out of her mouth is an innuendo to jump in bed. So uh, as he's leaving to go get, I guess, a gift or he's going out, and she makes yeah. some sort of, she says, well, you're going to get me a present, aren't you? So he ends up getting her a present and yeah. he leaves it in his coat. And Emma Thompson, he goes home. His wife, his yeah. coat, And all of a sudden, his wife runs into the, the gift. Yeah. And sure enough, she sees it and figures that the gift's for her. And so and he, it's she's not. good at keeping a secret. And then she finds out when she's got this thing. She's kind of hung on uh, Joni Mitchell as her favorite star. So yep. she gets a tape of Joni Mitchell anticipating this beautiful necklace, jewelry. And 
Yeah. And um, so it's a, it's kind of kind of sad. And I mean, I, I like Very the sad. way that she confronts him. She sells it. She really doesn't. Well. Yeah, she doesn't really get all too terribly excited, but she basically, with the wording she used, really, she really kind of cuts to the core and makes him feel she like eviscerated a piece of, him. You know what? Yeah, yeah she, she did. eviscerated him. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was definitely. Yeah, he felt. Wasn't as bad as finding that. your bunny in the, in a bowling <laughs> boiling pot of water. Uh, uh, you know, but it was pretty bad. You know, right? Oh. All right. So you ready to oh, do a groaner? But you do one from Vince. I'll do one from Mary Jane. How's that? Oh, okay. I like that. Uh, I like the yeah. way you've uh, kind of decided the best for last. That was really good. Okay, <laughs> mine first. Uh, okay. How did how did the guy feel when he dropped his toothpaste? How did the guy feel when he dropped his toothpaste? Crestfallen. Wow, that's good. How did you how get that? that? That was nice. That was so. You that was amazing. I mean, I, I'm I'm floored. Uh, and I did never heard this before, right? I assume I not. Heard. I mean, but you, but you should have kind of thought about it a little bit. The kind of had a little drama. It's yeah, one of my favorite kind of words. It's one of my favorite words. Mm. Yeah, that's when someone is sad. They're crestfallen, as oh. in a a soldier in battle wearing those crests. You know, the yeah, helmet yeah. with the furry things on top. Yeah. So okay, can we give credit to who provided that or not? Yeah. Go ahead. This uh, was provided by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., who will be told that this uh, groaner was very way too easy. Um, <laughs> and so as a result, he better step up his game. Okay. All right. And for people outside of the U.S., and we have some outside of the U.S. listeners, Crest. Yeah. Oh, That's not obvious. Okay. That's not okay. obvious. I'm okay. done with my breakfast. So, I'll, I'll work on that later. All right. Here we go. We got one from Mary Jane Daniels, my beloved wife of 48 years. So here goes. <clears throat> and she is funny. She always, she listens to the show every week. So with the new format, she never listened to it before, but she likes the short one. Here it is, John. You ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Okay, you ready. Why did the first restaurant on the moon only get a three-star rating? First restaurant on the moon, only get a three-star rating. Yeah. I don't know. Why? Lack of atmosphere. <laughs>